0: All rise. Welcome to the Cyber Law and Business Report. Get the top story on the hot-button Internet legal topics of the day. This is your home for the latest on Internet law and policy. Hear the latest net trends impacting business and have your questions answered right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report. Now, please welcome your host, the founder of the Internet Law Center, Bennett Kelly. Good morning. This is
1: Bennett Kelly. Broadcasting live from the Internet Law Center here in mostly sunny Santa Monica, the heart of Silicon Beach. Uh, Please be seated. We have a great show for you today. But let me start by um, quoting Benjamin Franklin. Be at war with your vices, at peace with your neighbors, and let every new year find you a better man. So, uh, Happy New Year to everyone. I wish everyone... um, Much success and prosperity in the new year. And we thank you for being here as we launch our seventh season. Yes, lucky number seven. So we'll see how this one goes. It's been a great ride so far. And thank you all for listening and bringing us to this point. Um, For those of you who want information on today's show, as usual, you can find show notes at cyberlawradio.wordpress.com. And um, you can track us on Twitter at Saibalar Radio. So we are starting our seventh show with a, a guest who we'll have shortly. He um, he actually started our second season, and that his name is Walter O'Brien, also known as Scorpion. Uh, he is the founder of Los Angeles-based ScorpionComputerServices.com, and ConciergeUp.com, which is a global think tank for hire that provides intelligence on demand as a concierge service for any funded need. Walter is the, also the executive producer of the hit CBS TV drama, drama Scorpion with over 26 million television users that is inspired by his own life. He was um, diagnosed as a child prodigy with an IQ of 197 and has mitigated risk for seven years on $1.9 trillion worth of investments and has invented and applied artificial intelligence engines to protect United States warfighters in Afghanistan. Scorpion has created over 150 unique technological inventions. He's an Irish national coding champion and competed in the Olympics in informatics Um, The U.S. Department of Homeland Security certified Walter as being of national interest um, to the United States and granted him an Extraordinary Abilities Visa EB1-1, which is also known as the Einstein Visa. Scorpion was recently recognized for an Innovation Award. He's received four awards from the city of Los Angeles and by the Fort Wayne-based Community Council in Northeast Indiana Defense Industry Association for Saving Millions of Lives he was awarded a combat infantry badge and battle dress uniform from Operation Desert Storm. And so we will have him shortly. He's been on the show twice before, actually. And um, we've been we've definitely enjoyed his discussion. I, I still remember I, uh, our first conversation on this show where he talked about the experience when which he hacked a, with apparently, NASA Um and that is depicted in the opening show of the tv show scorpion which i don't know if you've seen is a top 20 um show on cbs now in it's third season um just a visual image of uh, a rural town in iowa and having a house (laughs) coming home and seeing your house surrounded by a bunch of black uh suvs um definitely a memorable moment so and one of the more enjoyable shows we had um talking about that so um we'll be having walter on in just a minute but um a few updates for you in terms of what's going on in the world of cyberspace we actually have um we post a number of updates on the internet law center blog cyber report which is available at um ilccyberreport.com and um some of the things we provide updates on is what does the new Trump administration mean for tech? And we talked a little about that in our last show in the heroes and zeros, but there are increasing questions about Trump's relationship with China and what in terms of his apparent effort to possibly be more aggressive with China on trade and some of the friction that has occurred with China and through his I, for lack of a better word, tweet diplomacy, um, the concerns that any um, fallout from the decline in relationship with China could have very big impacts on tech. (coughs) That's something we'll be following, but we have a blog post there at Cyber Report. Uh, We've talked earlier also about the impact it could have on issues ranging from the FTC and FCC, and um, we'll provide updates on that as that comes along. But um, so, definitely check out our blog post there. Uh, in addition, um, yesterday the United States Senate swore in its new class of senators, and that includes Kamala Harris, the uh, former Attorney General of California, who stepped down uh, yesterday to take the oath of office and become California's first African American and Indian American senator. And so, with that, uh, before doing so, however, Um, Attorney General Harris actually had one last parting shot in her ongoing battle with Backpage. And they had brought a complaint against Backpage alleging that the publishing of ads on the Backpage site um, constituted um, pimping and sex trafficking. Um, The complaint was dismissed under... Section 230 of the Communications DC Act, which basically holds that websites do not have liable liability for third-party content on their site, um, she came back in response to the dismissal with an amended complaint that has now added claims for money laundering. And so, which we'll see to what extent Section CDA 230 applies in that case. Um, it uh, uh since it is not tied to the actual advertising, there's a possibility that it may skirt section 230 and, um, may, may allow the case to proceed. But that was her parting shot, um, just before she left office. Another interesting development. And as you know, um, my practice includes representing victims of cyber harassment, including revenge porn, also known as cyber exploitation. The, um, and we've kind of covered this show extensively on on the show. We've had um, a number of experts talk about um, what's going on there, and we recently had, for example, Marianne Franks from the Cyber Civil Rights Initiative talk about um, the growth of legislation at various states to address this. And um, last year, the, late last year, there was a federal bill introduced, which I hope will be reintroduced in the new Congress that just convened. But um, there's been a survey. Of, of to determine the extent to which there are victims of cyber exploitation, both in terms of people who have had images published or people who have been threatened with Im- images being published, and it um, finds that there are 10 million American victims. So if you look at uh, a game in uh, Michigan Stadium, where the University of Michigan plays, and picture a packed house there um in that one game, there will be 4,400 victims in the stand. Just to give you a sense of the magnitude of which this problem exists, so um, 10 million Americans—that's a lot. That's that's 10 million too many. But um, at least it's helpful to document the the spread of this problem and that it really is something that needs to be addressed. You know, and and maybe hopefully some people can take some strange comfort the fact that, you know, the victims, that they're not alone. Um, I think it it tends to be an isolating crime because people don't want to talk about it, they don't know where to turn, and uh, it's really quite devastating for its victims. Um, I often find them to be just openly distraught, don't know what to do, they feel like their life is over in some ways, but they, you know, uh, we've also had some victims on the show. You may recall um, Holly Troop, for example, and um, you know she was just someone who just put her pulled herself back up and just recently graduated from college. and you, know, you see a sense of a, a ma- amazing strength same for Rebecca Wells. Um, she was on the show, and you know, she also has gone on to do great things. The, the advocates you are seeing are people who decided, okay, um, you're not going to put me down. This, this isn't going to ruin my life. That's what you want, and I'm going to fight back. Um, another story we covered in Cyber Report um, was the um, a, a House working group, bipartisan working group on encryption. And this was formed in light of the whole conflict between the Justice Department, FBI, and Apple over um, trying to encrypt the iPhone that was used in connection with the CERN Bernardino shooting. And you may recall the controversy earlier last year. um, The the working group decided to issue a report of its preliminary findings as to the importance of encryption and the use of so-called backdoors. You know, there's been a kind of repeated push under the Obama administration to allow um, backdoors so law enforcement can find a way through encryption and, and when necessary in instances like this. And, you know, the findings of the Congressional Committee um, report, and again, this is a, should we say, Congressional Working Group on Encryption report, um, was quite decisive and quite um, emphatic. Um, they said, encryption is inexorably tied to our national interests. It is a safeguard from our personal secrets and economic prosperity. It helps to prevent crime and protect national security. The widespread use of encryption technology technologies also complicates the mission of law enforcement and intelligence communities. As described in this report, these complications cannot be ignored. This is the reality of modern society. We must strive to find common ground in our collective responsibility to prevent crime, protect national security, and to provide the best possible conditions for peace and prosperity so a, an emphatic no back doors from the house committee uh working group on this issue so this debate will definitely continue We'll we get to see what the, the trump administration view is on that um but of course usually it doesn't matter what someone's view is when they run for president uh, when they become president and now, become have that executive power. They, they tend to want to exercise that executive power in Democratic or Republican, doesn't matter. So, whether or not they would be willing to agree to a limitation on executive power will may be seen. But clearly, the House is saying um, no back on inflation. So, that's important. Um, and then, um, a couple of other news updates. And one is um, today, this, in terms of what what events are going on? There is some, one of the president, President elect Trump's more controversial nominations is for the office of the Attorney General, and he's nominated Alabama Senator Jeff Sessions to be the Attorney General. Um, Sessions has been Senate a number of years and is on the Judiciary Committee. But actually, Sessions first came to fame in the eighties as a nominee for. Um, district court judge in Alabama, and at the time, his nomination was one of the few Reagan judicial appointments, other than Robert Bork, to be rejected by a Republican Senate, and that was because of evidence um, and testimony by some of his uh, racial bias, and one of the things that was that, that was said and that he admitted to saying. Was that he thought the um, NAACP was an un-American organization? Well, yesterday the NAACP struck back. Um, they had protests in several of Jeff Sessions' Alabama offices and had a sit-in, which led to their arrest in multiple offices. But it brought to it the attention again um, about Trump. About, excuse me, about Sessions' failed nomination from the 80s and his positions on race. And so that is um, already, the Senate um, Democratic leader has indicated there are certain nominations that he will, um, that will be fought um, quite um, vigorously and um, Sessions was one of the nominations. And um, so that is what we have there. That will definitely be um, quite a battle. And um, so – but we're going to take a break. When we come back, um, we'll have more of the debut of Season 7 of Cyber Law and Business Report, only on FM.
0: For more of the Cyber Law and Business Report after this brief test for our sponsors.
2: Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at OrangeHillDevelopment.com Looking for a white label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports.
0: eBrands.
2: Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators.
0: eBrands.
2: Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators.
0: EBrands
2: Let E-Brands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try E-Brands for 30 days. Go to ebrandswithaz.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's E-Brands with a Z for E-Brands.
4: Do you have cold, hard cash burning a hole in your pocket? Let Cranberry Radio lighten your load. Just hand us that burdensome dinero and we'll get you set up with your very own radio show. We produce, edit, and amplify the show. All you have to do is show up. It's time for you to make an impact. We're glad to help. Just hand over the cash. Space is limited, so contact us now at sales at cranberry.fm. Sales at cranberry.fm. Do you have cold, hard cash burning a hole in your pocket? Let Cranberry Radio lighten your load. Just hand us that burdensome dinero and we'll get you set up with your very own radio show. We produce, edit, and amplify the show. All you have to do is show up. It's time for you to make an impact. We're glad to help. Just hand over the cash. Space is limited, so contact us now at sales at cranberry.fm. Sales at cranberry.fm.
3: Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Browse through our complete library of programs at cranberry.fm or on demand through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and Google Play. Don't worry, you can still access all of our great webmasterradio.fm programs at cranberry.fm. Refresh your bookmarks today to cranberryradio at cranberry.fm
0: energize your search engine education from 101 to rock star level only on Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm The best gavel-to-gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report. Here is Bennett Kelly. And we're
1: back and. Um hear about the luck of the irish well uh, unfortunately the irish will not be attending today um walter O'Brien appears to have some uh, scheduling conflict or snafu and will not be joining us for this debut um, show today of our seventh season so uh, Benish, we'll, if
2: i just wanted to interject as well now they did tell me when i tried to reach out was that they were having some internet issues but even then when I try to get on by phone, we we, we tire we, we were effortlessly tiring ourselves out trying to contact him. So please know that we put all of our best efforts here into protection.
1: And you know, obviously Walter does a lot of national security related stuff. If you've seen the show and if you know his background, so you know, who knows what, what could be detaining him at the moment. But um, so we apologize and but hopefully we will have him on in the, the future. Um, so uh, additional updates in terms of what's going on in tech. And um, so as I mentioned, there is a uh, a new Congress has convened. And so one of the areas that we are looking at very carefully will be what's going to happen at the Federal Communications Commission. Uh, there's been no name yet as to who um, President-elect Trump would like to have as chairman. Although the current chairman um, Wheeler has indicated that he will step down once Trump is inaugurated to create the vacancy of chairman, um, that leaves a, a huge opening for Trump um, to scale back or reverse the FCC's position on net neutrality. And already you have two Republican members who are against the order and would like to move forward. Um, as often is the case, the um, the um, sometimes it is easier to just not enforce a rule than to actually repeal it, so it remains to be seen how that will proceed. But um, definitely, it's going to be have a major impact. In addition, um, we expect to see a major impact in other areas, including the FCC's recent privacy ruling and whether or not that will be scaled back as well. Um, Some of the upcoming shows we have coming are uh, in the area of, we have Jane Hitchcock, who's been on the show a number of times. She actually has a new book out called Cyberbullying and the Wild Wild Web, what everyone needs to know, and I am pleased to report it includes an introduction and forward by yours truly, um, I'm a big fan of Jane. She's been done a great job at raising awareness about cyber harassment, and uh, so we look forward to having her on on the 18th to discuss her new book and um, what she's been doing on this front. Um, she's a highly decorated um, kind of cyber crime fighter, and uh, we're glad that, that she's been such a good friend of the show. Um, after that, on the 25th, we're going to have Steve Kinzer, he is the author of True Flag, and it's um, True Flag is the about Theodore Roosevelt, Mark Twain, and the birth of the American Empire following the Spanish American War. Steve Kinzer is a uh, amazing writer. He's written a number of books um, on American role in the world, including Blowback. Uh, um, some of our foreign interventions have later on led to um, disastrous consequences elsewhere, and um, including you know, ranging from Iran to Guatemala. Uh, he also wrote a brilliant book on uh, Rwanda post-genocide, and so um, I've had the opportunity to meet him. He's a brilliant writer and um, interesting person, and so would definitely like to see her, his perspective on his new book. Um, so that is coming up. So um, one thing that has... Uh, definitely been on the web and has gotten a lot of attention in the last 24 hours, has been the the swearing-in ceremony, which is normally a relatively subdued event, but uh, with Joe Biden on his way out, uh, it was classic Joe Biden, um, say what you will about his politics, but he has his own unique personality. He truly is a genuine commodity and always entertaining, and so he hemmed it up, and um, there's a lot of going around on social media of him with various um, incoming senators and their families. And um, I encourage you to check it out. Um, it's always it, it is very interesting, and I think it's, it captures Joe Biden at his best. So the new Congress um, is now in session, and so for those of you who aren't familiar with the process. Basically, a Congress lasts two years. There are two sessions. There's the first session um, for the first calendar year, and then the second session is for the next calendar year. Um, this will be a more active Congress because clearly you have a unified government and the said that you have a Republicans in the House, Republicans in the Senate, and a Republican president. Uh, we This only happened briefly during the Bush administration. And so with that in place... What you will see now is you know, a fair amount of activity, there, including whether or not they address Obamacare, um, unlike, and then as we get towards the election, in the midterm election in 2018, you'll see some of it slowing down, but 2017 should be a very busy legislative year. And um, so a number of these issues could have big impact on tech. One issue people are watching are the, is the uh, visas for highly skilled workers. Um, tech has been pushing hard for liberalization in this area. But um, as we mentioned earlier, um, Jeff Sessions, the nominee for attorney general, is actually one of his greatest opponents. And so it remains to be seen how this will proceed. Um, that's definitely something to keep an eye on. And so um, whether or not we'll see a reintroduction of legislation on, uh, the, to federalize revenge porn, um, make that a federal law, we will see about that. Um, one other issue is the Amazon tax. When we first started this show seven years ago, that was one of the hot issues, was the Amazon tax in which states were trying to assert the right to tax online sales um, under constitutional restrictions. They can't, states can't not, cannot tax online sales by out-of-state residents people who have with businesses that have no ties to that state and so um, people were going out of the way to try to figure out a way to create an online presence and that's what led to the legislation in New York which said that if you have affiliates in our state then that constitutes an online presence so we can tax you and um, a number of affiliates were lost their were, were cut off and at uh, New York and in um, New Jersey. And so um, that led to a big fight. Um, the New York law was upheld constitutionally, and um, but there were other constitutional challenges in Illinois and Colorado that um, have been mixed success, but it has um, led to legislation in Congress that would actually um, allow states to tax online sales. And Donald Trump, who is no fan of Amazon because Jeff Bezos, its CEO, owns the Washington Post, has also indicated that he might favor allowing online sales to be taxed. But then um, there is an uh, ideological segment of the Republican caucus that just doesn't want to allow any taxes to proceed and so, this has been an issue that has been tied up in Congress as well. So, we'll see whether that proceeds. Um, those are some, this, I do not anticipate that being a um, priority issue for anybody, but you never know. I mean, especially the way legislation works in the Senate, you know, so it can be attached to something at any time. So, we will see what happens there. Um, it should be an interesting year. The inauguration will be on the 20th. And from that point forward, we will see nominations. One thing that has changed um, during the Obama administration, um, while Democrats still had control of the Senate, they um, changed the filibuster rules to, to implement what is known as a nuclear option. And that is it prohibits filibustering nominations accept Supreme Court nominations, and in order to speed up what had been a very slow process. And so to the extent that there are fights over Obama, excuse me, over President-elect Trump's um, nominations, they will not, the Senate will not have the ability to filibuster them. And so basically it would only require 50 votes to confirm each nomination, as opposed to 60, which is required to stop a filibuster. so, Trump will have that advantage, but doesn't mean that there won't be fights. I think um, you'll see some bruising happening to some of the nominees in the hearings. Uh, look for a lot of challenges to the Secretary of State nominee with respect to the former CEO of Exxon uh, with respect to some of his positions and um, both in, in on issues of foreign affairs, including the relationship with Russia, as well as um, its position on climate change. So there will be some interesting um, dynamics there and we'll see how that proceeds. But it's going to be an interesting year and um, seven is a lucky number. So we want to thank you for being with us for the first six. Um, We've had some great guests along the way, Pulitzer Prize winners, members of Congress, and um, that's going to continue. And in addition to the two authors we have coming up, uh, we hope to do a show and. with a, a colleague of mine, talking about challenges of startups and frequent legal questions of startups. So we'll have a very startup-centric show talking about issues that um, they they have, and um, so we'll give you some insight in that regard. But as usual, we'll be providing you the the, the great and latest um, breaking stories, and um, this is the place to stay plugged into what is going on in cyber Business in 2017. Uh, we are not at CES, but we are here and we will be here every Wednesday uh, at um, 10 a.m. Pacific to give you that update. And so I um, wanna thank you um, for joining us today. Um, we're gonna take a short break and we come back um, after these messages. You're listening to Cyberlawn Business Report only on cranberry.fm.
0: Jamming and spamming, cashing in the clicks. SEO is always in session, only on Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. The best gavel to gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report. Here is Bennett Kelly. And
1: we're back. This is Bennett Kelly. I want to thank you for joining us on our start of our seventh season. I apologize again. Walter O'Brien had an emergency and was not able to attend. Um, but we'll be back in two weeks. We'll have Jane Hitchcock to discuss her new book and, um, give us the latest on what's going on in the cyber harassment world. Um, Jane's been on the show a number of times and is always engaging and I look forward to hearing more about her book, Cyberbullying and the wild, wild web, what everyone needs to know. And, um, Hopefully, we won't have the wild, wild web much longer. Um, Hopefully, the laws will begin to address that. And I think that is changing. But Jane's perspective will be appreciated. Unfortunately, next week, I'm in court. So I cannot be here at this same bat channel. But um, see you in two weeks. And uh, again, apologies for the um, unavailable Walter O'Brien. But season seven has started. And we thank you for joining us. And we'll have a lot of interesting stories to cover in the next year ahead. So thanks again. Um, Again, for more information, check us out on our Twitter at Radio, and um, check out the Internet Law Center at internetlawcenter.net. We're a full-service internet um, law firm and uh, that's about it, folks. Thanks again. This has been Kelly signing out from sunny Santa Monica. Have a great week.